0: Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this football season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports, including MLB, boxing, golf, and my personal favorite, MMA. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet online as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Schulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought, this week's mindset, uh, and it's all based on a, a simple concept that can be very difficult to explain. So I've been trying to explain this concept to my nephew all summer long. And we opened a, a savings account for him. We opened an investment account for him to help him understand how he can take this money and save it and how just by saving it or investing it, he might be able to take that money and multiply it. So the, the idea of interest is a very difficult concept for a 10-year-old to wrap their head around. And I think most adults and I think most people listening understand the concept of interest. And The thing about interest that makes it valuable is it compounds on a savings account or something similar. Like if you have a stock that you own that pays you dividends, right? If you have that dividend set to reinvest and buy more shares of the stock, well, it compounds. Now, instead of you started owning five shares of the stock, now the dividend comes and you buy a little more and they have like 5.25 shares. And next you have five and a half shares and so on and so on and so on. And because you keep having that, that higher number, the dividend keeps increasing. So this is what I was trying to explain to my nephew. We took some money. We put it in a little investment account for him. And it wasn't much. It was like 80 bucks or something like that. And Because he's very interested in watching how I plan for my retirement eventually and so, so forth. so And I, he was like, what is this? When he was watching me invest in it one day. And I was like, oh, these are all the companies I own little pieces of. And those little pieces, a lot of them will pay me money because I'm one of the owners of the company. Really? Can I do that? Yeah, you can do that. So we took some of his birthday money and we did exactly that. So it's a very challenging concept to explain to a child that, though not, not guaranteed, of course, that this eighty dollars a year that you this eighty dollars you put in, we bought stocks with it, a couple of different things, and we set up ones that you know were fairly were fairly decent dividends and so forth. And I'm like, at the end of the year, this eighty dollars, these stocks are going to pay you. I forget what it was, five bucks, seven bucks, something like that. So now that $8 earned you $7. Now you'll have $87. But here's the thing. You won't have $7. What you'll have is a little bit more of each one of those companies. So now instead of earning, owning $80 worth of companies, you actually earn own $87 worth of companies. So that means instead of getting paid by $80 worth of companies, now you're getting paid by $87 worth of companies. And I could see the look on his face was kind of blank. <laughs> so I just, said to him, let's think about it this way. If I gave you one scoop of ice cream, now I gave you 1% of the amount of ice cream that you had and I added it in there. Now you have more ice cream, right? Okay. So now if I'm going to give you 1% of that amount of ice cream again that you have in the bowl now. Well, now you have more ice cream in the bowl, right? So now is 1% the same, smaller or a little bigger? He's like, oh, a little bigger. I said, okay, so now when I go to give you another 1%, smaller, bigger, the same size, bigger, exactly. And that's how it's called compounding works. It's the same with a savings account. And I explained that concept to him. Now, I want to take this idea of compounding and I want us to apply it to the thing that we think about the most, martial arts. I want you to think about improvement. So when we're thinking about improvement, Let's start by establishing something. Martial arts is what is called a perishable skill. So if we understand what I mean by perishable skill, you might not, I'll define it. A perishable skill is one where if you don't practice it, it will diminish over time. The level will diminish over the time. You know, I'm, I'm sure many people have had this in many, many assets of life, but I get to see it head on quite often. You know, I have someone who hasn't trained in a number of years, and they come in and they're like, well, I was this belt. And I was like, yeah, 10 years ago. And you've done nothing. Well, if you do something for 10 years ago, and then you do nothing to work on that perishable skill, well, you can guarantee that that perishable skill has perished a little bit. Think about it. I'll give you an example. You learn how to ride a bike when you're a kid and you ride it all the way until you are a teenager. You put many, many years into it. But often... Once you, hit your 20, once you hit that driving age where you have a car, you don't get on that bike anymore. So the bike sits there and it collects dust. And you don't forget how to ride the bike. You just don't ride it as well. If right? you get back on that bike when you're 25 and now it's been, you know, nine, eight, nine years since you've been on the bike. Well, now you're a little more wobbly on that bike than you were in the beginning. Your balance isn't as good. You have a little bit of diminishment in your skills. Another great example of this is handwriting, right? Many of us practiced our handwriting a lot when we were a kid, and it was at a certain level. I'm not going to say good because I could never say that my handwriting was good, but it was at a certain level. Then we got to a point in life and a station in life where we did a lot of our writing or we did a lot of our working on computers, typing and so forth. And because of that, we, that skill has diminished over time like writing cursive. There's a perfect example. I learned cursive when I was, I believe, in third grade. And I learned it and I practiced it pretty well. I actually probably write in cursive better than I write in in print. But nonetheless, that's how, how long ago I learned. And I hadn't practiced it in a very long time because there was no need. Outside of my signature, what did I need cursive for? And the skill diminished drastically, as a matter of fact. And then, I got the tablets that I have at my school now, and they have a function where when I write things with the handwriting uh, tool on the notepad, that it can recognize my handwriting and convert it into text, which works unless your handwriting is poor or your handwriting is is, um, not perfect. Like I don't, when I write in order to make myself legible, because I'm often writing in a hurry and my handwriting isn't very neat to begin with, and then I add I add the fact that I'm doing it very quickly to it. Now, that handwriting gets even worse. It diminishes. That skill gets even worse. So now, and I find myself writing all in capital, so it's easier for me to look back on it and know what I mean. Things don't just blend together as much. So now, the tool that will read the uh, text and try to make my handwriting and try to make a text doesn't work. It doesn't recognize the idea of like writing team with a capital T, a capital E, a capital A, and a capital M. It doesn't recognize it. It gets, it, it gets funky about it. It, it takes the, the uh, text and makes it funny. So I realized if I can reteach myself cursive, it'll work much better. And it did. Right? When I was practicing the cursive all the time, it worked much, much better. But again, there's a perishable skill, a skill that if you don't practice, it gets worse with inactivity. So understanding that, When we think about martial arts, martial arts is a perishable skill. When you practice it all the time on a really consistent basis, you're going to get better on a consistent basis. But if there are tremendous periods of inactivity where you're not training for many years at a time, well, then you're not going to come back. You're not going to take 10 years off to go back to my earlier example. You're not going to take 10 years off walk on the mat and be exactly where you were 10 years ago. As a matter of fact, that can often be one of the most frustrating things for a person. I see that happen very quick, very frequently, I should say. A person comes back to me, they haven't trained in 10 years. Some people are realistic. They're like, I haven't trained in a really long time. And I'll reassure them about what my expectations are, about what their expectations should be. So that way, when it gets to the point where they're feeling it really, really badly, where their technique isn't what it used to be, where they're not feeling as coordinated as they used to, they expect it. They're okay with it. And they knew it was going to happen. But I do get the people occasionally who are like, no, 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 there's no dust. There's no, there's no dust on my technique. I remember everything. And I'm like, Shh. you might not, th- you might not think that there is. But that's because the clearest memory in your mind is not the beginner that you were at the beginning of your training 10 years, more than 10 years earlier. Because let's say you trained for five years. You haven't been a beginner in 15 years. It's a long time. Well, now you're not a beginner, but you have to unlearn bad habits that you might have built up, right? There's 15 years more of age and abuse that your body has taken. 15 years of stiffness that built up. Your body doesn't move the way that it does when you were training consistently for five years and then you take 10 years off, but it doesn't move the same. It doesn't. There's no way it can. So instead, what we have to be realistic about is the fact that there's going to be some diminishment. Right? It's a perishable skill. It lessens over time. Right. So now that we've established what compounding is and we've established what a perishable skill is, I want to get into how these two things are related in the positive. But before I do, I want to talk to you guys about Magic Mind. So this episode, just like every other, is brought to you by Magic Mind. And I'm sure you know by now, Magic Mind is the world's first productivity shot. It's a simple one-ounce shot taken right alongside of or in place of your morning coffee. Each shot contains 12 active ingredients designed to stimulate focus, creativity, energy, and motivation, while decreasing stress and oxidation. Even better, Magic Mind helps decrease post-exercise inflammation in the body for athletes just like us. So for your daily dose of Machka, Nootropics, Adaptogens, go to magicmind.co sensei, use promo code sensei20 for an additional 20% off, and then you can subscribe and get even more savings. Once again, magicmind.co sensei, use promo code sensei20 for your 20% off. And again, if you subscribe, you get even more savings. Magic Mind, do more stress less. So now, as far as compounding and perishable skills, how are these things related? Well, let's touch on it a little bit. So I want to think about this in a positive direction, right? In the idea of like interest on a savings account. The fact that if you put $100 in your your, uh, savings account, and let's say you're in a a Looney Tunes world where you get 20% interest, just to make the math really simple, you get 20% interest, Per year on your twenty dollars on your hundred dollars. Now at the end of the first year, you have one hundred and twenty dollars. Well, that means next year your interest is not twenty dollars. Now your interest is twenty percent of one hundred and twenty dollars. So now you're putting in twenty-four dollars of interest. So now you have one hundred and forty-four dollars earning interest. Well, now again at that same ten percent, at the same twenty percent, excuse me, you're not getting the twenty percent you got originally because you're getting it of a much higher number now. So now that twenty percent is worth twenty-eight dollars and eighty cents. And you see the way that the money is going exponentially. Well, if we can understand that concept when it comes to a savings account, obviously I used outlandish numbers, please, by all means, if you can find a savings account that pays you 20% on your money, please contact me because I want one too. I digress. (laughs) So once again, if we understand the idea of compounding, then we have to understand how this relates back to improvement. Because a constant theme in my school, something we talk about all the time, is the idea of getting 1% better. And that sounds so silly. It sounds like such a small amount. But the thing that we, have to lose sight, we can't lose sight of is this fact. Number one, the only class that you get 100% better is your first class. Because you went from knowing zero to something. So you got 100% better. But after that, it's just a fraction have a piece week after week after week and that's all it needs to be and that's the thing we have to remember if we think about the drastic bit we got better in the beginning and then we're a year in line i'm not getting better like that class. you're not supposed to get better like that after after the first couple of classes in the beginning you don't know which as much as you know which one is your left foot and your right foot as you're working you don't remember which one's your left foot and which one's your right foot between the exhaustion of, of not being in class shape yet and the fact that you're learning a new skill those two things working together are going to make it so that you're not you're not going to catch everything right away so you're going to make bigger strides Do we, i think that was clear enough but i'm just going to reinforce this idea just in case it wasn't clear enough in the beginning it's like learning a new language you don't know the vocabulary You don't know what the words are. You don't know any funky things that go together with the sentences. It's the same when it comes to martial arts because you don't know anything. You're very quickly, very quickly learning a lot because every class you might be learning something you've never seen before. But more importantly, you're picking up details that you didn't pick up the other times, not because they weren't there or they weren't brought out or you didn't see them, but there was so much information coming at you that you could only retain a small portion of it. That's how human beings work. But as time goes along, there's less and less of that fresh eyes kind of feeling. Because that's the very, that, that is the very nature of a perishable skill, right? You can't learn cursive and then, oh my God, I found this brand new way to learn. Right? No, it's once you learn it, you've learned it. You're going to pick up little details. You're going to get a little bit better at it every time you practice. Your hand's going to remember it much better every time that you practice, which is important. But here's the thing: Let's go back to the idea of one percent better, now that we understand. If you are at I'm going to speak in, in, in rank terms to make it simple If you're at a white belt level and you get one percent better, that's a certain size, right? If you're at black belt level and you get one percent better, we can understand that one percent at the black belt level and one percent at the white belt level are not the same. Very similarly, think about it now. Let's take rank away. Let's use beginner versus advanced. If you're a beginner student, you've been training for a very short, very short time. 1% for you, 1% for your skill set, for your, the curriculum you're learning, it's not, is not that big. Compared to, don't get me wrong, it's big, but not compared to someone who's in the advanced classes that's been training for years, the curriculum they understand is much bigger. To them, 1% is a much bigger piece. It still sounds small, but when you think about the fact that it compounds, then we understand how important that 1% is. So now take, we want to take the idea of compounding, apply it directly to martial arts because that's now where we're getting better, right? Again, let's, let's make math simple. Let's make it very, let's take skill level, let's relate it to a number so it's easier for us to wrap our heads around. If our skill level is at 10, Let's just pick a number off the top, right? 10 is the skill level you're at. Well, 1% of 10 is 0.1, right? But you keep collecting your 0.1. Well, after not not too long, your skill level is now at 20, we'll call it. Well, now 1% of 20 is 0.2, right? And eventually that skill level works up to a 50. Now 1% is 0.5. So now we're compounding at a faster rate. Just like the $120 earned you more interest than the $100 did. Same principle. Because we're thinking about compounding improvement, about getting a little bit better every class, and more importantly, keeping the momentum rolling. Because we're thinking about that, because that's what martial arts does, because that's what perishable skills do. Because we're thinking about that, it's very easy for us to wrap our heads around being just a little bit better every time. Because the enemy of progress is expectations, is extreme expectations, I'll say. Expectations are good, as long as they're set properly. If you're expecting to get 1% better every class, if you're expecting to have good days and bad, if you're expecting to have ups and downs, great. You're going to improve at exactly the rate that you should. On the other hand, if you have extreme expectations, which could be extremely positive, I'm gonna get so much better. I'm gonna learn everything perfectly, every single class. You're setting yourself up for failure because it's never gonna happen. I've been training for longer than the vast majority of the Tiger Shulman student body. I've been training longer than a lot of martial artists. I still make mistakes. I took class this morning, not like I was immune to mistakes. Heck, the person make, teaching the class made mistakes too. That's, just human, that's human beings. But if I come in expecting my best effort and expecting I'm going to leave better, expecting I'm going to leave in better shape, expecting all my skills are going to up just a little bit, then I did my job every class. Extreme in the other direction is no good either. If my, right, extreme up high is just as dangerous as extreme down low. If I have no expectations for improvement, if I just go through the motions, if I am just like, yeah, I'm just going to go and do this, that's not good either. We're still not going to be pushing ourselves appropriately. Because when the expectations are too high, we're going to defeat ourselves. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to get, be all upset about it. And for what? We're human. We're going to forget that, that this is unreasonable. If we're on the other end of the spectrum, if we're too low, we're just going through the motions. What's missing there is that little bit extra effort. That little bit more about thinking about getting better. So because we're living there, that's no better either. We got to live in the middle we got to live in the middle. we got to find that spot. That's where we want to be. That middle spot where we're understanding that we're after improvement, that we're after trying to get better, that that is our goal. In every class, we're going to get better. But we're not jumping all the way to the unreasonable. We're staying in that, at that 1% model. Now, our improvement compounds very easily because we just roll one class into the next class, into the next, into the next, into the next. That's the thing that makes sure that we get better and better and better at exactly the rate that we want to. So when you're setting your sights on improvement on your perishable skills, which is something you should always do, right? Make sure you're setting expectations accurately. So this week, as you are thinking about what I talked about, about compounding improvement and how it's going to help you, I want you to go through the list of skills that you have, in your life, just kind of mentally run it down. And I want you to think about which among those skills are your perishable ones, because some are, some aren't as much. Right? Then I want you to think about the expectations you have for yourself when you practice those compound, those perishable skills, excuse me, and then focus on making small compounding improvements because it may not sound like a lot, 1%, but 1% over a, very, over a long time just grows and grows and grows and grows. I right? go back to my nephew's stock portfolio. If it's $80 and he's earning 1% on it, okay. But in a bunch of years when that's now worth $800, he's earning 1% on it, well, it's a vastly different story. Still not a lot, of course, it's 1%, but it's way more than it was, right? So take that model, apply it to your perishable skills, and use it to get you better this week. So that is all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at sensei underscore Leonelli. If you look over here on my link tree, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can click there and you can find every place to reach me on the internet, all the things I'm involved with, including Flex Fights and Tiger shalmans, everything. Also, I've been working on that um, fundraiser I told you about, uh, the 30 mile dog walking challenge. I'm already more than halfway through 30 miles. Like I said, in my month, I'm trying to blow 30 miles out of the water. Uh, I know the link I had in the link tree wasn't working. I just, that was brought to my attention earlier today. So I'm going to adjust that if you would like to donate to stop soldier suicide uh, through my fundraiser, you can click through the link that will be in my link link tree. By the time this goes live, I will have the uh, link fixed. Other than that, you can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can see it up there. You can find us on Facebook or facebook.com slash tiger shulman uh, smithtown. Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find the podcast on, on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole right there at tsk.com. Make sure you guys rate and review. It just helps. But most important thing you can do besides subscribing, don't forget to subscribe. The most important thing you can do for me is share the podcast. When you guys share it, if you put it up on social media for me, if you share the links that I put up, it only helps the podcast grow. And I like talking to more of you guys than less of you guys. So until next week, my friends, invest in yourselves. I will see you guys on the mat.